So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 289. For March 7th, 2021, my name is Nathan Reeton-Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us, you and I. Yep, that's uh, that's what it is, because uh, Oroa can't be here today. He had some sort of, some vaccination for something, and, and the side effects of it. Uh, gave him a really bad headache, it seems. So, I'm I am of course your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. Uh, vaccines are so last year. Yeah, screw you, buddy. So, <laughs> question. Yeah. Where can we find you? You can find me at the website aroa.website. If you click on the website and you click on it once more, once you're on the website, you will be able to access a list of links. The bottom three are mine. They feature my Twitch, where I sometimes stream either painting Warhammer or playing Space Station 13. There is my Twitter, where I honestly usually just get angry at political people. Yeah. And then yeah. there is also Clinton Score Classic, the actual play podcast that Reeton and I do featuring Rise of the Rune Lords, the kind of the, the de facto module for Pathfinder. So, yeah, you can also find me everywhere at Reeton. So Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on YouTube. Uh, and also, I'm on the the row website as well. And what games have you played this week? I have played Space Station 13. God, I love that game. I've mostly been playing on the server. High, uh, no, that's not true. Um, Sylvester, which is their RP server. They're about two hour long rounds, which is admittedly why I think I waste so much time in that game. But. Every time I play it, I'm sort of just finding something that I want to learn. And that's the appealing part of it to me. Because then, you know, every one out of 25 rounds or something like that, I'll spawn as a trader, and it's like, great. Now I know how to make bombs and flamethrowers, and I could hack doors, and I could reset the AI, and I can create sarin gas, and I could take the shuttle, and, oh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it has no business being as fun as it is. Well, I'm happy that you enjoy it. I'm uh, sorry I, that you didn't have fun with it. I, I, we, we went on a couple of maps that were not necessarily new player friendly. Yeah, and to be fair, I didn't know any better either. Yeah, uh, but I, I've seen you play it. It looks like you can. It, it looks like a game you need to make your own fun. A lot, absolutely. And if you're good at it, other people will want to play your generic type of fun too. Yes. Um, I like have I've, also... Pl- oh, go ahead. Well, I remember like watching you steal a bunch of stuff and then hide in a locker. <laughs> I, I, that was a lot of fun. That was one of those times. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I also played a little bit of the Master Chief Collection this week, just sporadically, because, I don't know, I just kind of felt like playing it. Uh, we should play that more. We ne- We need to finish the campaign sometime. At some point in our lives, we need to finish the campaigns. Maybe before Halo Infinite comes out. Maybe. I, I kind of doubt it, but we'll, we'll get it I, done. I also finally beat Cyberpunk. Got that off the list. I've been oh, waiting to meet Hanako at Embers for months. How was that? It was good. It was okay. Which... I can't wait to see what like two years worth of fixing this game will do for it. Yeah, that that will be uh something that they need to do because it is not a bad game. Uh it'll it be just... a great game once it's done. Yeah, that was that that was my my issue with it. Um was that it had a, a lot of broken gameplay mechanics and like I know one of the patches ruined one of the quests and then they had to put a hot fix out for that, but th- there's just a lot of things that uh, they probably should have waited a few months. They probably should have delayed it another six months or year. But I also and understand that they, they couldn't hacked. do. Uh, yeah, I also understand that they couldn't do that. They couldn't delay it. Well, they could, of... but 
dickheads in control were making it otherwise. Yeah, and people would have been upset if they would have delayed it, but then if they That's didn't, fine. yeah, it's it's a I'm bad upset position. That we don't have to Prime be Four, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else? Uh, not video games. I got a Warhammer minute. Okay, go on. All right, go ahead and set the timer now. So this week, my campaign had me fighting against the Tyranids, which are like Zerg, I guess. They're, they're Zerg, but they could shoot. Anyways, um, our mission was a weird one. We didn't have to like capture objectives. We just had to escape the map, which we could only do on our opponent's side. And I think both of us were like, what? Not Not attrition? It took us a little bit of like, we're going to shoot at each other for a bit before we both are like, this is dumb. Let's just get out of here. Uh, so we spent the last two of five turns just making a beeline for the exit and trying to, you know, take pock shots behind us whenever we could. I had won by like seven points. Basically, for every power of a unit that escapes, you get twice that in points. So, it, you know, thank goodness I turned around and took some shots, I guess. I probably would have lost if I didn't. It was a different game than I'm used to. And I think I was just a little bit better in army for that type of game. Yeah. Tyranids want to get in there and rip stuff apart with their nasty claws and acid and whatnot. Admech wants to stay a little bit further away and shoost at them. And shoost and Adam was just a little bit better, I think. Well, I'm I'm happy that you uh you were able to to win that round. I don't know, is it is it like Pog where if you win you get to take their characters? Like you get to take their tokens? It is not, and I've never actually played a game that enforced that. I remember, I remember playing Magic the Gathering once in high school, like my sophomore year, and someone was like, well, you can't do that because it's gambling. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, when, when you lose, you have to give up your cards. And I was like, nobody's taking my cards. That nobody's never fucking, taking my that, cards. That doesn't happen. I, That's not a thing I that insist. happens. Um, Pog, with Pogs, that's what you would do. Uh, but you could get like a thousand Pogs for like a buck. So it didn't that, really I mean, matter. Was, I guess that was the, the novelty of Pog too, is the social aspect of it. Yeah, but I I know I think I've heard that same complaint from people in high school. Where like, oh, it's gambling or it's witchcraft or something like that. They probably just like, don't want cards on school. That's that's yeah. fine. I don't I don't really care. Yeah. So, uh, games I played this week. I played some Hades. Uh, I actually beat that game. So. The way Hades works is that uh, you're basically escaping uh, Tartarus and the Elysian Fields and all that in Greek mythology, and you just, it's a roguelike, so you you die and you come back and you try to do it again and yada, yada, yada. Well, after you have escaped 10 times, uh, it ends the storyline. So the... The I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically, I finished the game. I beat the game. There are still things you can do, so you can like make it more difficult for yourself. Which why would anyone want to do that? But you can make it more difficult for yourself by adding like uh, multipliers and stuff on there. But it's a really good game. I would I'd say for the price, it's 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 pretty darn good. Uh, I think it took me. According to the thing, it took me 46 escape attempts to beat it 10 times, which, uh, looking over the reddits and stuff, that seems like a pretty good, pretty good amount because you, like a lot of people, they haven't gotten their first win in 46 attempts, much less, uh, escaping the whole 10 times by that, by that time. And I still want to. I want to know if there's somebody who has restarted the game, and tried to beat it the first time. Because you, you're basically on your first attempt, you're going to lose, because everything's like stacked against you. And I wonder if anybody was able to actually beat it that first attempt. Maybe Probably like a not. Tool assistance B run would see that happening. Yeah. Uh, and then we have. Of course, I played some uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying watching you play that, despite my um, sauciness on stream. So, the thing about it, I like Legend of Zelda, but 
uh, I hate the mechanic. I hate the uh, the unique mechanic of that game where everything resets or you have to re reset everything. Uh, otherwise, the the world dies. I kind of hate I hate the artificial timer that they have in on that. I, that and I think me. I know exactly what the issue is. And I I find this is the thin veil of a lot of game design that forces you with timers. Like Pikmin had the same issue. It's that if you're even slogging around a little bit, you have plenty of time. If you're ever feeling rushed or panicked, you, you feel free to just take a moment, take a few breathers and get yourself resituated. It's usually never so bad that if you don't get your objective done, you can't just go back there when you reset time with maybe the specific example of dungeons. But I mean, even when I was a kid, the first thing I do before I started dungeons is reset time. Just Oh, yeah, you get the... if you plan for it. It's yeah. not a stressful game. Yeah, you get the warp uh, that that will take you there. And then you press the you reset time and then go back and then you have the whole three days to try to make it through the dungeon. And um, for the listening audience that's familiar with the game, he's beaten the Woodfall Temple and he's kind of getting his feet through the snow of Snowfall. So it's he'll I, learn. It's it's yeah. okay. <laughs> I am on the... I, I, I saved right outside the Snow Temple, I think. Oh, did you get the... Uh, did you finally get the old man out of the ice? I might have fallen asleep at that point yeah i got the old man of the ice talked to the talk to him as a goran um or whatever i'm gonna just is. defreeze this guy okay bye <laughs> nathan yeah well uh, okay okay I remember that part. to be to be fair i i dethought him uh or i thought i i i made him so he wasn't ice anymore and then mm -hmm. he's like, "No, nah, I don't want to talk to you." And I, and I started walking away. And then I was like, "Wait a minute! I probably should put on this Goran mask." And then I went back to him, and he was frozen again because the time changed. Uh, uh, It'll—it's actually not the time change that happens if you leave him alone long enough. Okay. But yeah, I'll probably beat that. Probably not. Like, I'll probably beat it, not this next week, but the week after is probably when I'll beat the game. Honestly, uh, even if you're going for 100% run, you could do it in two weeks easily, doing a no, couple of hours I'm, a night. I am not doing I'm not doing 100% run. I, that's, well, I never do that. It's pretty easy with this one. I know. And then... Uh, yeah, I some... The reward's pretty dope. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out there. It's, I, it's I, know cool. what the, I know what the reward is. I know you get the, the, the cool mask... And then you get to Do become, it for a while. you get to become a giant link, right? Normal. No, that that that's one you'll get no matter what. But there's a a better one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it's cool. You should, I insist you do it. I'm gonna stop uh, so you can finish. So Final Fantasy 14 uh, played some of that and did some pickup groups and we did poorly. We did really really poorly, uh, but we were able to beat. I was able to finally beat. Uh, what's called the striking tree, which is the Ramu fight, and it's the the extreme version of that. And it's just there's a lot of mechanics in that fight that, with a pickup group that doesn't necessarily know what's going on, is is difficult. And I was one of the people that didn't know what was going on at first, but we ended up. I got into a second group, and it 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 went okay. Uh. But you know, it's, it's it's I'm the cutest little samurai because I'm a I'm a Taru Taru samurai. Anyway, uh, I also played something where I got muted on Twitter for twelve hours. Those and are you, rookie numbers. You you know about this, but I really want to just just talk about this on the podcast, just just in case anybody's listening. Uh, to be fair, I do feel bad. Not for what I posted, but for just not blocking the person immediately because the person was being very annoying. So basically it was, was a political thing. Somebody was being stupid, and I was trying to explain to them that they were wrong. Uh, and at the end, I ended up telling them to uh, fuck themselves with the cactus. And so a couple days later, I log into Twitter and they're like, hey, uh, we've determined that this tweet 
will get you muted for 12 hours, and you have to delete the tweet. And you know this, but what would you guess the reason why that tweet would get you banned for 12 hours? What what would you think? Would, would it be just like an insult? Or would it be that you are, you know, being somewhat sexual? Anything like that? Like, Honestly, what is the my reason? my gut feeling is that it's because it's mean to trees. <laughs> That's not fair to the cactus. That's true. Uh, but be nice to trees. Yes, the reason the the reason why I was uh, muted for twelve hours or or banned for twelve hours, uh, and I laughed when I saw this. It was because I was encouraging self harm, which they did it, Nathan. They censored you. They did. They it openly made me laugh that. Like, I, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm getting muted for 12 hours? Wait, self-harm? <laughs> like, that's that's a really weird one that, that you can have there. But whatever. Uh, I am no longer uh, muted from uh, Twitter, so you can, all, you can all see my Twitter stuff. I thought it was funny that I was just, I was muted for 12 hours. Uh, are you, you were banned for, what, seven days? Yeah, I had a seven-day ban for um, telling a senator how it is. Yes. So the the whole story was that – well, I, I even forget really what we were talking about. Um, oh, it was, it was because last year during the primaries, uh, a, a lady and I were like, this is – it's stupid that South Carolina – was the state that after Joe Biden won South Carolina, they're like, oh my God, Joe Biden's great. He's going to win. And I'm like, why does South Carolina have to be that? South Carolina in the general election hasn't voted for a Democrat since 1978. So why was it that after Bernie won three states pretty decisively that Joe Biden winning South Carolina was like the nail in the coffin for anybody other than Joe Biden. It doesn't make sense to me. And the person I told to fuck them with the cactus, themselves with the cactus, um, was saying that I wanted to suppress minority votes by saying that South Carolina shouldn't count. And I was like, I don't know if you know how words work but that's not what i was trying to do at all uh and then it it devolved into me maybe telling them to fuck themselves with the cactus which apparently you should not do um yeah be nice to cactuses yeah cactuses didn't do anything to you let's move I, I think on the to real some... moral of the story is that twitter is a horrible place nobody yeah. should be on there yeah everyone go to parlor <clears throat> do not no. do not go to parlor uh, all right, let's let's move on and get get even more upset. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy. Do oh you boy. like Do you like Final Fantasy Seven? I do like Final Fantasy Seven. Do you like Final Fantasy Seven Remake? Not particularly, but I, I understand that it's popular, uh, despite my disagreements with its take on both the game design philosophy and the release scheduling. Do you like? Battle Royale games like Fortnite or PUBG. I, I don't like this. I don't like the direction this is going in. Yeah, me neither. Do you like mobile phone games? Mm, no, it, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> because you're in luck. No, <laughs> I don't think luck's the word for it. They're making a Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier Battle Royale game. For mobile devices. That's what people were asking for. I can assure you that literally zero people were asking for this. I can't wait for this game to um, be very heavily monetized. Yes. And then streamers will be like, this game is awesome. Whoa, look at my reactions. And then it will die. Very yes. quickly. 
is a battle royale game coming to iOS and Android devices. Uh, the first soldier will see players as part of the eponymous soldier program headed by the Shinra Corporation of Final Fantasy VII's fiction. Players will duke it out in battle royale shooting gameplay that looks extremely familiar, but will also include some unique Final Fantasy tropes, such as the casting of spells, the summoning of creatures like Ifrit, and the use of melee weapons and attacks in a battle system that appear to be pulled from Final Fantasy VII Remake. A revealed trailer also shows some fights against classic monsters, which seems to indicate the title will be uh, PvPVE, so player versus player versus environment. Um, it is the first soldier is one of several reveals that Square Enix recently made that milks the long-suffering seventh edition of the RPG series, including Final Fantasy Ever Crisis, a mobile single-player RPG that condenses all of Final Fantasy VII's story into one game. Wait, oh yeah. Um, and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, a PS5 exclusive side story for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. As for the Battle Royale game, uh, that's expected to release sometime this year for free. Uh, you can check out the gameplay in the trailer on uh, the link. You can check the link below and it'll have that trailer there. So, um, this looks bad. Yeah. All right. Know what the weird thing is when I was actually watching the footage of it? I thought to myself, wow, this kind of reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 5. And it made me think if you had this premise of, hey, this is, you know, 50 something years before seven, you're playing as soldier, you're off doing, um, I mean, it looks like some of the spaces were definitely like Wu Tai, so you're probably doing some guerrilla war shit it just really what i want is metal gear solid 5 with final fantasy 7's magic in final fantasy 7's world it's a yeah. good formula it writes itself uh, make that make it a single player game put it on a pc i'll play it i don't I won't buy a ps5 to do it but i'll play it if you put it on pc i i kind of want to play the final fantasy 7 remake but i also don't want to play it uh i hate the combat the combat's awful. The combat reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy XV or Kingdom Hearts. I hate that combat too, and I hate that combat too. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good combat system. No, it. When I played through Final Fantasy XV, I never felt like I was in control of the combat. Oh boy, I'm pressing B again. Look at me go! Woo. I I always felt like in Final Fantasy XV that like I wasn't directly doing anything to make the game play like like i wasn't doing anything that would actually make it so i was winning the fights things were just happening and i happened to be watching it which i mean I, i've said it before i i would prefer it either to be a just an action combat thing like god of war or devil may cry or a turn-based system i don't like these hybrid systems that they come out with that just kind of suck yeah, same. I I could be more entertained with an ATB, or I don't really like them, but I would almost rather play like an action beat 'em up. Yeah. Uh, but the the shitty thing is, uh, both of these, the the Final Fantasy Ever Crisis actually sounds pretty cool. Um, the shitty thing is, it's going to be on mobile devices only. Like you that. Want to unlock the next chapter of Final Fantasy VII, please pay $9.99 or 2000 fun bucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, I don't want any of that. No, I'm not going to play either of these games. Uh, and I'm waiting for the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm just going to wait until they like release the entire game. Cause... Here's an idea. If you want to play Final Fantasy VII, play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. They they have the what the PC version they've made a lot of PC mods for version, it. PC version, PlayStation One version, PlayStation Two had a port. I had it on my PSP. I had it on my PS Vita. Uh, I had it on. Um, I know there's something else I had it on, but it's it's you could get it pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, one of them one of them was Steam, and one of them was just like an actual PC port. So okay, there are some 
problems with the Steam and the PlayStation 4 versions because uh, they... I got it on Switch, too. It's great on Switch. Yeah. It has a fast-forward button. That game needs a fast-forward button. I never knew yeah. that until I had it. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII, on the PC version, they used MIDI for the soundtrack, which was really bad. It sounded really bad. The best thing to do is get some mods, and uh, you can get a mod that will upscale it. So The 4K upscaler? It looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and you can get better music in it. But let's move on, and we're going to talk about... I'm happy you're here, because you actually kind of know how to code, uh, even though I'm sure you haven't done it in a while. So, Weird Microsoft... Weird okay? Well, no, what I'm, well, I'm just saying that you... You are a software engineer, but with your current job, you haven't. I I don't. From what I understand from your current job, you don't have to code very often. Not very often. Yeah. Uh. So, Microsoft has been launching Power, or is now launching Power FX, which is a new open source coding language. Uh, low code language, apparently. I don't know what the difference is between low and high code language. Um, my understanding of it is more it has to do with sort of like its practicality. Okay. Um, a functional low programming language sort of being something that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's more scripting than coding, maybe. Okay. Like, if somebody's programming in Excel, I would think of that as a low programming language. Well, considering this says, Microsoft today announced PowerFX, a new low-code language that takes its cues from Excel formulas. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, PowerFX will become the standard for writing logic customization across Microsoft's own low-code Power platform. But since the company is open-sourcing the language, Microsoft also hopes that others will implement it as well, and that it will become the de facto standard for these these kinds of use cases. Um, it is itself targeting business users more so uh, than professional developers. It feels like a smart move to leverage their existing knowledge of Excel and their familiar familiarity with Excel formulas to get started. So... What I also do you looked think? it up because I wasn't satisfied with my definition. A low-code development program, or platform more correctly, is one that can be written without needing actual programming knowledge. More mm. specifically, they typically use GUIs. Um, it doesn't have any examples here, but the one that comes to mind would be like Unreal Engine 3 had a like a tether system where you draw lines into boxes to program. Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of those uh, video game ones, they'll let, they'll let you do that, but then... Also, you can still go in the back end and actually, actually do like some hack coding. out the C sharp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it says here, as the team noted, it focused uh, on not just making the language Excel like, but also having it behave like Excel or like REPL uh, for you high code program. What's REPL? Do you know? I do not know. Let's find out. Uh, it says that means the formulas are declarative and instantly recalculate as the developers update their code, which is pretty cool. Stands for Redeval Print Loop. I have no idea what you just said. Um, it's sort of like, uh, say your program is running in a loop, like, and eventually it hits a point where it needs to end or it hits a point where it needs to have input. What this is doing is it's reading out some output. It'll get something. It'll evaluate that, and then it'll print out more text. It'll loop. Okay. Simple uh, machine. So, so I have a few questions. Uh, my main question is why would they like? Who was sitting around and said, "You know what? We don't have, or you know what we we need? We need more coding languages." Like, I'm on the fence about this. I'm not against it. I'm really not against it. And I think it's a great tool for getting people to learn it. I wonder who this is for. That's not like fifth grade computer science students. Yeah. Not like, that that's not admirable. I support it. I support it wholeheartedly. Yeah. But who's this for? I know, right? And like, because we already have like kind of low level coding languages that 
are really good to teach in schools. Like, I would say Python, probably really easy to code in. I mean, C++ was easy enough. Java, um, JavaScript is a pretty good learning language, all things considered. Yeah. I'm not going to talk trash about programming languages for five minutes because people will at me, and I just don't want to have that conversation. Nobody's going to listen to you. Um, nobody listens to this is what I mean. So I don't know. I I don't program. I've tried to learn, but my laziness picks up, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. And I just don't think that we really need another programming language, especially when based off Excel. You can already kind of do programming in Excel through the the macro system in the back end, but that's mainly for Excel stuff, from what I understand. Right. And that so, you could anybody could write a plugin for any office program. It's not hard. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh we'll see how this progresses, but I I would be surprised if this actually gets just a lot of traction. Maybe my maybe because it's Microsoft and they'll be forcing people to use it. Maybe that'll oh, be fuck, that'll I hope work. Not. My well, no, that's what it is, says. Why? Why would it pick up traction? I don't. Well, the the that's the thing. Is, Just because they're forcing somebody to use it doesn't mean it's a good platform. It says, um, it, PowerFX will become the standard for writing logic customization across Microsoft's own low-code pl- power platforms. So they will be making it the standard to use across at least Microsoft stuff for low for code. low code. For low code. Yeah. So they might be forcing people to use it. And I again, I don't know what the use case is for this. Forcing them to use it for low code. Yes. Like that's that's not a big deal. I I would if say if you want to learn how to use a plugin in uh in low code, that's that's fine. I bet I guarantee you what they'll do is they'll say, Hey, and if you want to see an output of what this would look like in uh, C sharp or F sharp or it really kind of depends on what kind of plugin you're making, I guess. I guarantee you they'll have an engine that'll write it for you once you have it in low code. Yeah, probably. And so then they're probably going to turn this into uh, something they could use with machine language to have programs learn how to write themselves. So do you like cookies? Back in the fuck out of that conversation, aren't you? I have no idea about coding, man. I, I know nothing. Do you like cookies? Not, I'm not a big sweets guy, no. Uh, apparently, Google is killing off third-party cookies in Chrome. It's, I hate you so much. You're so bad at segues. I am the best at segues. I think that everyone would agree that I'm great at them. Uh, also, snickerdoodle cookies are amazing. A, because Snickerdoodle is just, they're good cookies. So Google's killing third-party cookies in Chrome. It's to make tracking a little less intrusive. And Google secondly, has pledged to crack down on third-party cookies on its Chrome browser, a progressive step that will completely change how online advertisements work and how advertisers collect data on Internet users. So says this Overclock3D.net forum post. So here's the thing, though. They're killing third-party cookies. Does that mean they still have their first-party cookies, like the Google trackers? My understanding is it's going to be not quite a cookie, but it's going to be something on-device that handles all of this. So it's it's not a cookie in the sense that this is something that exists inside of your browser. It's a cookie that is in the sense that there's probably going to be a chip on your device that is watching everything that you do. Oh, good. Don't like it. I don't like it. It says it says here it's Google's solution is more private, but not totally private. Uh, with Chrome and Android, Google believes that advances in aggregation, anonymization, on-device processing, and other privacy-preserving technologies offer a clear path to replacing individual identifiers, allowing internet users to be placed into groups of like-minded individuals. This allows ads to be targeted in, at internet users with similar interests, not at specific individuals. In essence, Google's future internet will profile users, place them in a group of like-minded individuals, and then target ads at that group. 
while this is similar to the to today's system, it prevents advertisers from collecting insane amounts of data about specific internet users. You know what this sounds like to me? TV. Digital profiling? No. Well, yes. But it sounds like television. And what I mean by that is if you are an advertiser on Fox News, you know the audience of Fox News, right? Like you you I, you know who so, you're yes. yeah, you know who you're going to be targeting. So, you don't necessarily need all the information about that person. You don't need to like collect all the information because you know if somebody's tuning into Fox News regularly that they're probably right wing uh, they probably are Republican uh, and so you're just going to do ads that will probably market to them you're going to market stuff like America is amazing buy my pillow and stuff like that also don't buy my pillow the guy's crazy so Instead of having to do a very targeted ad like they do right now where, you know, you look up something and they're like, oh, you looked up rice cookers. Now we're going to show you rice cookers until you buy one. And I don't think they're going to have to do that because they're going to say, okay, well, it looks like, you know, so the cyberpunk monk guy keeps going and ordering more Warhammer stuff. We're just going to place him in the Warhammer group. And then we're going to target ads that are based on interests of that particular group of people. So Warhammer, video games, tabletop gaming, stuff like that. That's what I think. It's not necessarily going to be individually targeting, but kind of just mass targeting. What's your thoughts on this? I don't like it, but what's your, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, that seems like exactly what's going to be happening, but I'm not sure if I like it. I don't like really targeted advertising at all. I, yeah. I guess I don't really like advertising at all. Like, I use an ad blocker basically whenever I can. Yeah, me too. Uh, I use uh, I use uBlock Origin. That's what I got right now. Yeah, MooBlock. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I, I don't like... Adblock Plus because they they became a little bit too money grubbing a few years back, but I think that's why I left them too. Like they were giving me pop up ads and stuff, and I was like, mm, "You've become the thing you meant to stop." Well, not only that, they were also trying to get a million dollars so they could get an advert. They they could buy an ad spot in the Super Bowl, which I was just like, "Don't want to watch this ad anymore." Yeah, give us money. Uh, so anyway, it says, uh, that said, targeting targeted advertising will not be going away. It'll just become more uh, anonymous. So I don't know. I think it's, uh, there's no real way, way for them to win on this one because obviously that's how Google makes majority of its money, right? Is from advertising. People so, throwing money at it, yeah. So how like they can't get rid of this targeted advertising otherwise they're going to lose a ton of mar uh, money but on the other hand it's it is kind of invading your privacy because you get the cookies that track what you do or you get this targeted advertising that's different but it still is going to be tracking you and giving you advertisements so that you potentially will buy these products so I don't know. I, I don't like any of it, but it's kind of the world we live in right now. I know, I know. Eat the rich, blah, blah, blah. Frankly, I don't want to live in the world that we're living in right now either. Yeah, me neither. Let's move on to our last story. Is is a story that Aroa brought up, but I I I feel we still must talk about it. Did you ever play artifact nope uh i guess artifact was supposed to be the the steam the valve version of hearthstone 
the Dota 2 flavor, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. So the way that the game worked, from what I understand, because I never actually played it, but I have watched videos on it, was it was like Dota, as you mentioned, but with cards instead. So you had three lanes that you had to defend in... So you had basically three different games going on at once on Artifact. And it was really weird. I don't know. I didn't play it. It didn't look that fun to me. And apparently it didn't look that fun to a lot of people because they did not do well. But Artifact, the Dota 2 card game, shipped in November 2018. Despite good initial sales, the player count fell off pretty dramatically. This warranted a shift from the service update development cycle uh, we'd planned to a full re-evaluation re of the game's mechanics and economy. It's now been about a year and a half since the current Artifact team began work on a reboot. While we're reasonably satisfied uh, we accomplished most of our game side goals, we haven't managed to get the active player number numbers to a level that justifies further development at this time. As such, we've made the tough decision to stop development on Artifact 2.0 Beta. And this is... This is... it. We spoke about it last week when we were talking about Anthem. Anthem did the same thing. Anthem, mm -hmm. they did... like their, their initial sales were good, but then people were like, oh, wow, this game sucks. Stopped playing it. And I had mentioned then, you know, I'll listen to somebody uh, on, on a different podcast. And, you know, his thing was, if you lose somebody, it's really hard, if not impossible, to get that person back. So getting, like, getting new players, like with the initial launch and stuff, that's actually not the hard part. The hard part is if somebody leaves, trying to get them back into the game. And when you have a game that's kind of niche, like a card game like this, I just don't... Like, if it fails within the first six months, most likely it's it's just not going to be any better. You're, you're never going to get those people back. It says... You gotta make a good card game. Yeah. I just got to make cockatrice which is a old program that allowed you to play magic the gathering online for free yeah and be like hey if you want to give us money we will give you like animated cards or skins or whatever but making it, it, i'm trying to find out why it failed and it seems like maybe this was a microtransaction laden game it was making a and that's like how that's how magic makes their money that's how pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and whatever but that model won't work on pc it barely works in person. Only uh, magic cards was always my least favorite part of magic. I would I would say Hearthstone did did a good job, but that's just because probably because Blizzard, honestly. Hearthstone lets you unlock the cards and I, I had a lot of respect for it for that reason. I never had to buy a pack and That's true. I, I I won't say it's a good game, but it did what it needed to do. I could yeah. play it while I was, you know, on the train. So, it says, it continues on, this article says, this is all from uh, Steam Powered, so this is all directly from Valve. It says, however, we recognize that both versions of Artifact still have players and still have value to the community. For this reason, we're opening both games to make them available for free to everyone. Final releases of both Artifact Classic and Artifact 2.0 Beta, renamed Artifact Foundry, are now available. Technically, Artifact Foundry remains an unfinished product, but most of what's mis missing is polish and art. The core gameplay is all there. While both games will remain playable, we don't plan to ship any further gameplay updates. So the overview of Artifact Classic is that it's free for everyone to play. All players will get every card for free. You'll no longer be able to buy card packs. Well, that's cool. You can just... They're at least making it so that you can just get all the cards for free. That's thats nice. Finally, uh, someone's listening to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Paid players' existing cards have been converted into special collector's edition versions, which will all remain marketable. Marketplace integration has been removed from the game. So, wait. Uh, I, I know that I know what they're saying here, but it's silly. It says paid players existing cards have been converted to special collector's edition versions, which will remain marketable. Marketplace integration has been removed. So you could trade it with other people who had them probably. Yeah, probably trade them into other people's steam inventories. And if they're in there, maybe you could use them still. I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. They're probably just taking it. So you can't like trade them but and, and i mean like trade for money that is yeah but you could still like trade them yeah paid event tickets have been removed i don't even know what that means if you want to come play cards with 40 other people playing cards at the same time who also paid to get in we'll give you a free card background probably so it says customers who paid for the game will still earn card packs of collector's edition cards for playing Players who got the game for free will not. So, I guess you had to pay for Artifact originally? That's the only thing I can think of? I have no idea. Yeah, um, it looks like it. And basically, when, while you're playing the game, just like with Hearthstone, you'll still be able to get uh, card packs that will have like the shiny version of the card, but not the entire thing, I guess. I don't know. So... That was Artifact Classic. Then there are Artifact Foundry differences. Uh, Again, game is free for everyone to play. Players will gain access to cards by playing the game. All cards are earned this way. No cards or packs will be for sale, and Artifact Artifact Foundry cards are not marketable. All final card art was in the pipeline is now in the game. In short, when we say free, we mean we really mean free. Uh, for a detailed explanation, blah, 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 go here. Uh, we're grateful that Artifact players, and particularly those who were able to help tune and refine what would become Artifact Foundry. The team feels that this approach best serves the community. So they're just making it so that the they're, st- they're in maintenance mode right now, right? So no gameplay uh enhancements no no patches are going to be coming no new cards anything like that but uh if you decide to download artifact or artifact or artifact classic or artifact foundry you will still be able to you'll just be able to play the game for free uh until theoretically the end of time or whenever they shut down the servers question will this make you want to play artifact now cyberpunk monk no, but I think if you're going to make a game like this, that's the way you should do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like online card games very much. I don't like card games in general. Like I I hated Magic the Gathering. Uh and there's a reason for that. Mainly the reason I hated it was because it took a lot of money to get into Magic the Gathering. Like just to yeah, like- buy a bunch of packs and stuff like i always say owning magic was the worst part of magic once i found a crew that let me just print my cards and put them in sleeves i had a lot more fun yeah yeah i knew i knew somebody who would do that like he would just print out super powerful cards and well, i wouldn't them. even do super powerful cards i just i i had one deck that was like twelve thousand dollars if you converted it to something like that and that was my okay people are being silly deck let's be silly Everything else I had was 500 or under, which is for uh, we, we played EDH or Commander, it's called now. That's pretty good for, uh, you know, a, a standard deck. I knew people who would every time a new uh, pack came out, like every six months they would release a new meta or whatever. They'd buy and a box. They would spend three thousand dollars just buying up all of the cards at like the nearest target plastic well sometimes you can get your money back some cards are stupid dumb but chances are you're not gonna make three grand worth or whatever no he just he just wanted to have almost like try to get all of the cards that he could 
and I board crack. I don't get it. Like there are several other things you can do at that point, but he that's what he did. Um and and I feel that a lot of people probably do that with like these card games because I know with with Hearthstone you can buy cards, right? You can buy packs. Like you yeah, don't have yes, to. Yes. You got to pay like gems or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, and I know you can. I know you can get like card packs for free, and you can do like daily or weekly uh, quests and stuff to actually get new cards and stuff. But I, I, I know that there are probably a lot of people who play Hearthstone and buy like a ridiculous amount of packs whenever they can. And I just don't understand it, especially since it's a virtual thing. And if Blizzard decided to, they could just shut down the servers tomorrow. Doesn't make sense to me. At least with Magic, no, no. you you physically still have the cards, right? Like you're not gonna you're you're not gonna unless you know I guess your house burns down or something. But like you physically have those those cards on you. You you're not necessarily going to uh, lose them if something happens to the servers. But does I mean that's not to say you can't lose cards. Buddy of mine had like his entire childhood collection ruined in a flood or something like that. I don't remember Uh exactly what it was. I remember him being very pissed off at his parents that they were somewhere that could be flooded. Well, that'll happen. Um, I remember. I mean, I've told you. the story of them about my Pokemon cards. So it's very upsetting. It's a sad story, and Nathan cries every time he tells it. I don't I cry. Repeat it. It's, he, he ugly sobs. I, <laughs> I do not cry about it. I get very frustrated. Sounds like a dying walrus. <laughs> so, Artifact is dead. Uh, everybody go play Artifact, I guess. It's not actually dead. It's just in maintenance mode for now. So we'll see what for happens. Now and probably forever. It, it kind of sucks that, uh, you know, they they don't make games anymore. But whatever. Uh, you mean Valve? Valve, yeah. I mean, they, they made a- Alex, right? Alex. Yeah. Uh, Half-Life Alex. I'm, I will leave next time you do it. <laughs> uh, and then they made Artifact, but... What other games have they put out in the last six years? Hopefully they're actually working on something that has a three in its title. Team Fortress 3? I would play it. Por- you joke, Portal play 3? It. Portal 3? I'd play the fuck out of that. I would I would play lots of Portal 3. Most likely you Half-Life named... 3, but... Yeah, Half-Life 3. There you go. You haven't yeah. named a bad suggestion yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are those are good games. So... Yeah, that's that's basically our show for today. Um, I want to thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. Yeah, I was glad to be here when no one else was here. Yeah, woo! Well, we have Aroa is is recovering has a has a big migraine headache right now. So you, you I'm happy you were here, and uh, I I've been your host. We'll be back next week with some more podcasts. Goodbye. Goodbye.